0: We talked about wonderful counselor. The week before that, we talked about Prince of Peace. And today I want to talk to you about mighty God. Mighty God. How many of you know that we serve a mighty God? And so, really, when we look at this scripture, it's important that we we dive into Scripture. We see the original meaning of Scripture. We see the context of Scripture. And so, you know, the The Bible has uh, 66 books in it, Uh, 39 is in the Old Testament. It's split up in the Old Testament and New Testament. The Old Testament uh, has what you call the Pentateuch, which is really the creation all the way to God's people in uh, Israel. It has the history books, it has prophetic books. And then Jesus comes on the scene, and when Jesus comes on the scene and dies on the cross, that's where the New Testament starts, starting in Matthew, right? Now, the Old Testament is in a different language than the New Testament. The Old Testament is in a Hebrew language. It is the language that God instituted for his people. And in the New Testament, it is Greek and Aramaic. Are you following with me? I'm just touching on some uh, things for some Bible nerds out there. Um, Really, Isaiah is in the Old Testament, and it's part of the prophets. In the old testament isn't it cool that all of the old testament has one reoccurring theme and that reoccurring theme is to show us who jesus is there's many scripture there's many uh stories but it all points back to jesus the bible calls it a shadow it's a shadow of who Jesus is and Isaiah in Isaiah he actually prophesies about Jesus tons of times and in the Old Testament there are tons of prophecies of Jesus thousands of prophecies of Jesus that became accurate and true that we saw when Jesus came on the scene and so Isaiah is writing about Jesus 700 years before he ever comes isn't that amazing He's telling us who Jesus is 700 years before Jesus ever comes on the scene, and he uses this depictive language, and one of the characteristics of Jesus is mighty God, mighty God. God. Now, we can think of that in the English language and just pass by it, but when we actually dive into it and we look at it in the Hebrew, it gives us a fuller picture of what this actually means. Can, I, can we dig into that just for a second? See, the cool thing about the the way God made the Hebrew language is actually in the alphabet, in the Hebrew alphabet, he actually, there's a picture in each alphabet. It's a picture of each letter. And you start to put pictures together because God is a God of pictures. God is a creative God. And so when we look at this word uh, God, it's actually in the Greek, it's L, but it's a picture in the Hebrew language. I think we have it. Uh, Can we put that on the screen? It's actually um, a letter. It's two letters. We say it as L. Do we have that, Jared? Thumbs up. We got it. Is it up there? Okay, it's cool. Um, So there's two letters. Look at the first one. This word, actually, it comes from an ox. Do you see the horns on it? It's a picture. It's a picture of an ox. It actually means strength. And the second one is a yoke, what an ox would use to plow the ground. You know, an ox means strength. And the top one actually is a shepherd's staff. And so this word God doesn't just mean a higher being. It's actually speaking to us that God is a God of strength, that he has all authority as a shepherd, and we are able to get yoked up to him. Isn't that cool? So it, when, when we hear this message, it's not just, oh, mighty God. He's a mighty God. No, he is, he is a God of strength that is a, has all authority in our life, and he is able to get yoked up with you. He's not a God that is far away. He's a strong God that wants to be close. And if we look at this word mighty... If we look at the word mighty, the root word is gibor, which actually means he's a hero. He's the ultimate champion. So the mighty God is this God with all the authority that ha- wants to be hooked up with you, and he's never lost a battle. He's the ultimate champion. He has never lost a battle, and he's not just far away. As a matter of fact, he, his name is Emmanuel, which means he is with us. How many of you are glad that you have a God that's with you? And so the title of my message today is a picture of his power. A picture of his power. God has the ultimate authority. God is a shepherd in our life. He wants to be yoked up with you, and the ultimate champion is on your side to fight your battles. Do you believe that? A picture of his power. I pray today that we see, believe, and experience this today. Ephesians 1:19 through 21 It says and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe the bible says that there is infinite power in you and for you for those that believe how many of you believe in jesus the bible says i pray that you get to experience this it goes on as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength, there's mighty again, his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him on the right hand of the heavenly places, far above all rule, all authority, all power, all dominion, and every name that is named above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age of the world, but also in the world that's yet to come this is what paul is saying he says i pray and you can grasp and you will understand and you will be able to ascertain who god is his mighty power in you and you need to know this the god that's in you is above all the galaxies he has authority over all reign he has authority over all rulers and he lives in you come on if you believe that give god a hand today if you believe that We can't just hear this we have to know this and i believe when we know this we will walk a little differently we will walk a little differently we will walk with more confidence we will walk with more uh, trust when we truly believe and we truly lay hold of and we truly see that the God of the universe wants to be connected with you. His power, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of you and has given you the authority and strength to overcome anything in the world. The Bible says that we have overcome the world because jesus is in us you might be going through things today you might have had a lot going on in your life you might see dead ends in your life but i'm here to tell you you have the ruler of the universe that's by your side that's empowering you to overcome the world are you thankful for that come on let's pray lord we thank you for today we thank you for your word lord i pray today that you give us a picture of your power give us a picture of your strength give us a picture of your miracles lord i pray that today you'll begin to change the way we think you will change the way we feel and ultimate you will change ultimately you will change the way that we walk lord we want to be more like you lord we thank you that your word is not antiquated it's not out of de- uh, out of date but it's it's in tune with where we are right now and i thank you that you're going to speak to us that you're going to show us who we are in you in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, let the saints beat the Jets. Please, we need it. They have a worse record than we do. We need this one. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. It's been a bad year for sports, but I'm keeping my head up. You know, the city has a different feel when we don't, we don't lose. Everybody's kind of bummed out, and you're like, we, we, need, we need some joy in the city today. How many of you agree with that? Let me ask you, are you, um, are you in the Christmas spirit? Are you in the Christmas spirit? Some of us, if we're honest, maybe we're not in the Christmas spirit. How many of you, you raise you raise your hand if you're in the Christmas spirit here today. Be honest, two of you, that's exciting. Um, uh, we, we try to get in the Christmas spirit. It's kind of hard to get in the Christmas spirit when it's hot. I know all of you that love hot weather and you never want cold weather, but... Um, most of us do I want some cold weather because it makes me feel like I'm in the holiday mood right I'm in a holiday spirit but when I am NOT I usually do something we usually do something in our house and we watch Christmas movies it kind of it kind of helps out a little bit it kind of gets you in the it kind of gets you in the role right in the in the spirit of things. what are some of your favorite Christmas movies just name a few anybody it's a wonderful life Elf. Rudolph, what else? The Grinch, The Grinch. These are the Home Alone, somebody said Home Alone. That's my jam right there. How many of you love Home Alone? I love these movies. You know, like, uh, to be honest, during this season, Aaliyah loves to watch a lot of Hallmark uh, comedy, romantic movies. Whatever gets her in the romantic mood, I'm in. So, uh <laughs> we watch that i'm still trying to talk her into uh die hard is a christmas movie come on james it's a christmas movie she has not bought into that yet but there's something that all these movies have in common there's something that they all kind of say and they all have a redemptive theme about them don't they they all have these things like anything can happen and miracles come to pass and they have this quality that Is like you have hope right you have uh, they all have this restoration type theme at that why is that it's because really it comes from the spirit of Christmas because when Jesus entered the world it gave hope for humanity and the spirit of today is not like well Jesus just died for no the spirit of God is able to do anything in your life and it is powerful and it's strong. And God wants us in this season, I believe, to have a picture of His power. And we're gonna look at that through the story of Jesus. I wanna give you three pictures of His power. Are you ready? So the first one is this. If we read the beginning, Of um, Jesus's story you'll find in Luke 130 we're gonna skip around a little bit because of time but Luke 130 through 31 34 35 and 38 it's speaking of Mary and an angel comes and speaks to Mary and you know the story and the angel is saying this don't be afraid Mary the angel told her for you have found favor with God you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus Mary asked the angel but how can this happen I am a virgin and the angel replied the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power say power of the most high will overshadow you so the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God Mary responded I am the Lord's servant may everything you have said about me come true and then the angel left her how about we have the same kind of response to God's promises let everything that you said about me, let it come true. Later on, she sees her cousin Elizabeth and shares with Elizabeth what happened to her. And they're sharing a pregnancy. Elizabeth, is uh, uh, she's pregnant with John the Baptist, which is Jesus' cousin. And this is what Elizabeth told Mary, and it's so true. Luke 1.45, you are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. You are blessed because you believed the Lord would do what he said. I believe in this season we're going to come to a place of abundance and blessing because we believe the Lord in what he said. How many of you want to just hold on to the promises of God and see them come to pass? Mary was favored. She was blessed because she said, "You God, you said it. I believe it. And I expected. How many of you want to expect great things? David said, surely goodness and mercy will chase after me all the days of my life. This is my first uh, point, the first picture. We get this picture of his power works in the impossible. How can this be? Someone that is a virgin is going to have A baby God right off the bat says I'm gonna do the impossible and you got to know that my power is able to do the impossible in your life how many of you believe that God can do the impossible as a matter of fact impossibilities are opportunities for God to move what impossibilities are you facing today because the same God that was here 2,020 years ago is the same God today, the same God that did miracles, the same God that operated in power is the same God today. What are some things in your life that seem impossible? God wants to work in the impossible. We get a picture, the first part of the Christmas story is God doing the impossible. I love what Jesus said but with God everything is uh, everything is possible say everything everything now go and look up that word everything and you will find out that that word everything means everything everything is possible with our God everything is possible you might think there's some impossibilities with your family in this time of Christmas, you might think there are some impossibilities with your finance. You might think there are some impossibilities with your marriage. Maybe you've been seeing a thing for so long. Maybe you think there's an impossibility with a breakthrough in your life. But I'm here to tell you today that God has the power to do the impossible. He has the power to do the impossible. You know, Hebrews 11 I encourage y'all to read it because it's the hall of fame of faith it shows us all it shows us different figures and characters that lived by faith and not by we don't live by sight we live by faith. if it's something that you can do on your own is not faith and it's only faith that pleases god it is our faith that pleases god the bible says in hebrews 11 now faith is the substance of things hoped for evidence of things not seen see some of you gave your life to god you don't know how you know that you're saved but you know that you know it's in your knower right you feel it you have faith for it it is in your knower you have faith there's an anchor you're like man i was one way now i'm another you have substance and now you have hope God wants us to to begin to see him, spend time with him, and he wants to deposit faith in you. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So in other words, when we spend time with God, faith is injected into our hearts. Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus is actually the written word that came into flesh. So he is the word. When my eyes are on Jesus, I get injected with faith. How many of you want to get injected with faith? So we have to know this, that when Jesus came and he died, he gave us an inheritance, and that inheritance belongs to you. You can't have an inheritance unless somebody dies and leaves you an inheritance. When Jesus died on the cross, he gave you an inheritance, and part of that inheritance is the 3,000 promises that are in the word of God. He said, I gave it to you. Let me ask you, what are you believing for? Or let me ask you this what seems impossible in your life don't think about just your own thoughts let me ask you a second question what does god say about that in your life some of us have lived with fear our whole lives insecurity our whole lives um, poverty our whole lives and we have we have said you know what we accept this but mary accepted the word of god How many of you want to accept the word of god and not what the world says come on let's make a decision that we accept the word of god see the same way that uh we've had a few births in the the church lately um the same way that you see a miracle a child is born is the same way that we will see god's power in our life and promises in our life it starts with intimacy once intimacy happens you conceive once you conceive you go into labor once you go into labor you give birth once you draw close to god you will begin to conceive god's promises once you conceive god's promises you will walk by faith and not by sight you will start to prepare you will go through some labor pains because you know the promises is coming that's why it says that faith Is the substance of things hoped for I know if you have faith because you are hoping for something you're expecting something hope is the secondary consequence of faith see like when you purchase something online how many of you have you've been using Amazon you're not fighting the crowds you purchase something online you have credit and then you purchase it and now you're expecting that package to come because it's paid for When Jesus died on the cross, he paid for the blessings in your life. When you draw close to him, you will begin to conceive his promises. You will begin to prepare yourself. When you see a a lady in labor, she is not just sitting around. She's starting to get things done. She's preparing for the promise to come. Yes, it's stretching. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's difficult. But the promise in her life is stronger than the pain that she's going through and if we want to begin to live for the promises of God in our life we're gonna have to have true faith because pain is inevitable pain is gonna come God said God never promised you know what you're gonna get saved and all your problems are gonna go away he said you're gonna get saved but the power of the universe is gonna be, empower you to get through all that you need to get through to see the promise of God evident in your life let me ask you what are you hoping for in this season what are you expecting in this season God wants you to have that giddy feeling like a kid waiting to see their presence under the tree for Christmas they're expecting something to come what are you expecting I want you to expect in this season his good and precious promises because they're for you You yeah give God a hand if you want to they're for you God he specializes in dead ends ask Moses God told Moses hey take the people out of the take people out of Egypt into the promised land and guess what's right in front of them a Red Sea if you're gonna follow God long enough you will come You will come across many Red Seas Moses starts to whine. We got any whiners in the house? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Moses starts to whine. He gets on his face. He starts to cry. He's like, "God, you told me to do this and now I can't get across this sea." And God says, "Hey, get up, Moses." And God wants to tell some of you today that are running into a dead end, "Get up." Get up. Get up. Who's your God? Who's your God? What's He tells Moses, "What's in your hand?" He has a staff. Moses gets up and God tells Moses this. I want you to raise the staff. I want you to raise it in the direction of that Red Sea. And after you point it in that direction, I want you to start moving. And that's what God wants us to do in our life when we see dead ends, that we raise the word of God and we point it at the mountains in our life. And we speak to those mountains and we start to move forward and see God do what only he can do. See, God wants you to not only hear the promise, but hear it to the effect that you see it, and when you see it, you'll say it. I can tell where your faith is by what you say. So when you see it, you'll say it, and then you'll prepare yourself because you're going through labor to seize it. You will begin to see it, you'll begin to say it, and you'll begin to walk a little differently. You know the manager of the place walks a little differently than the workers of the place, and the owner of the place walks a little differently than the managers in the place. Look, we were at uh, a nice restaurant for Leah's birthday, and uh, and we were, you know, we had the the workers were having a, we were noticing they were a little skittish, they were having a little hard time. Uh, we were enjoying this place, and they had a woman. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, Uh, They had a woman walk in were like, She was like, how are you doing? And she started walking around and Leah looked at me. She said, she's the owner of this place. I really wasn't paying attention. I said, how can you tell? She said, look how she's carrying herself. She's 100% the owner of the place. The more I started looking, I realized that in this, you know, famous restaurant, this is the owner that was there and was checking on everything. How did she know that it was the owner? Because she carried herself a little different. And when you begin to know that you're a child of God, that you've got the power of the universe, you've got the God that has all power of the universe on the inside of you, you'll carry yourself a little different. You don't have to shrink your shoulders, you don't have to look down. You can you can look up at anything and say, I got Jesus on my side. I'm linked up with Jesus. There is nothing. If God is for me, who can be against me? And I am gonna encourage you today. Let me ask you, what are you expecting? What are you expecting? I want you to expect his good and precious promises let's make a decision that in this busy time for the Western world which is called Christmas we have time with God and we start to get impregnated with his promises and we start to prepare ourselves and operate a little differently because we are waiting for those promises to come how many of you are believing for his promises so the first thing in our life the first Uh, thing or power or picture of his power in this story is we he wants us to see his power work in the impossible number two number two are y'all okay today by the way i you know this is to boast in god you know god can do things in your life you have no clue how they're going to happen how god can make a way where there is no way one divine appointment one conversation one open door can change everything where you think there is no way i mean I, you know even with this church we had no clue how this was going to happen were there obstacles absolutely i mean there were one point there was one point we moved over here and our house was getting sold and everybody said there's no way that this house is going to get sold our contract was almost up our house got sold god did a thing that we could not do right even the house that we're in. We couldn't do it. God made ways the whole time, and God wants to make in your a way in your life where there is no way. You know why? Because when he makes a way in your life where there is no way, he gets the glory for it. God wants to have the glory in your life. People are going to stand back and say, how in the world did that happen? And you're going to say, it was God, and he is good. How many of you believe that? The second picture is this his power works through conflicts his power works through conflicts listen the worst news for Joseph became the best news for the world that was bad news to Joseph his girlfriend fiance says hey I'm pregnant he's like yeah but nothing's happened here so uh, what's going on I don't think Joseph gets enough credit I mean the boy had to have some faith Like, oh, it was you and God, huh? Okay. He's already making plans, right? He's making plans like, I'm going to have to get you out of the way slowly, make sure you're protected. And then God shows up with an angel and says, no, this is the plan of God. And a lot of times there will be conflicts in your life that God turns around for your good. You think it's the worst thing that happened to you, you thought it was the biggest pain in your life, but it's actually propelling you to your purpose and and your destiny. Maybe some of you have had some conflicts, relational conflicts, conflicts with your job, conflicts, it makes me think of the word conflicting. When When God gives you a word, there's gonna be conflicting circumstances in your life. It makes me think of contradiction sometimes we live for things and we're not seeing it and it almost seems like a contradiction but those conflicting times are to stretch your character when you are impregnated with a word you start to go in labor pains there is conflict Ask Je- i mean wouldn't you think wouldn't you think that um like Je- like jesus comes on the scene and like everything is awesome no he comes on the scene And like, uh, it's conflicting. Wouldn't he make it easy for Joseph? I mean, he is God. No, because God wants us to begin to see his goodness even in the conflict. He wants us to see his goodness even in the conflict. Are you going through something conflicting? Are you going through something that makes you stay awake at night? I'm believing that the conflicts in your life you're going to begin to get close to God and you're going to begin to perceive these things differently. Even when Jesus was born, Herod wanted to kill all the babies because he knew that the Son of God was born. That's a conflict. But God directed Joseph in a dream. And I believe this, sometimes there are closed doors in our life and there are detours in our life because God needs you to go on that detour for your real destination some of us are living you ever been to the store and uh, you give them a 20 or 100 and they have to check and see if that's a counterfeit sometimes we're living through things in our life and if you really hold it up to the light god will say man that's a counterfeit you need to get the real thing and god has real promises in your life don't live for the promises that you think oh that will do no god has bigger and better let those closed doors know that one closed door four open doors are coming four open doors are coming you know in the old testament if somebody stole something it was customary law that they would have to pay you seven times back you know if the enemy has been trying to steal from you or attack you you got to know that the enemy's got to pay you back seven times even in conflict you can have faith that god's going to turn it around god is an expert of bringing power into conflict what conflict are you facing today you can't lose with this scripture can we read it Romans eight twenty-eight. I have one more point we're gonna close and we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things say all things say all things say it like you mean it all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God and those that are called according to his plan and purpose be confident. He's working it out for your good. Be confident. He's working it out for your good. Even if it concerns your mother-in-law. It works. He's working it out for your good. That family member, he's working it out for your good. See, conflict will either crush you or it will build character in you. You know, they did this study. I read this the other day. They did this study of these rats and they would put these rats some of you are cringing already my wife hates rats (laughs) like if she even thinks she sees a rat she's like I've never seen somebody move so fast in my life but they did they did the study of these rats and they would put this rat in water and they they put these different rats in water and they they found that they wanted to see how long they would tread water before they gave up and the majority of the rats they would give up in 15 minutes they would just be like I'm done I'm dead and they would give up and and they would die but there were this other study of rats where right before they gave up they were rescued they were rescued and they were put back into the water after they were rested and when they got put back into the water they didn't last 15 minutes they lasted 60 hours 60 hours why because when god begins to gets you out of situations, it increases your hope. And you will begin to get through things that you never thought you can get through. And God is not like playing with you. He's stretching you because he sees you as an oak and he's causing your roots to go down deep. He is not trying to torture you. And I'm not saying everything that you've gone through is God, but I am saying he can use all things to strengthen you. And God is wanting you to be stronger than you know that you are. And God is going to sometimes put us through tests, but we have the power of God in us to endure. The Bible says this. It says, when you want to start to flag in with your faith, like wave the white flag like I surrender. It says, put your eyes on Jesus, the champion, the author and finisher of your faith. So how do I get faith? I put my eyes on the champion. And he begins to say, begin to look at him and God, for he endured the cross, despising the shame. When you begin to put your eyes on God, you'll begin to endure. He wants you to know that he's with you just like he taught his disciples. He said, let's go to the other side. Jesus is in the boat with the disciples and he's sleeping. He actually brought a pillow, which I think is funny. Jesus is resting, right? He's resting and a storm comes and the disciples freak out and they think they're about to die. And they wake Jesus up and said, did you take us all this way to die? And he says, ye have little faith. And then he calls peace to the storm and they believe that he is God. I'm here to tell you today that Jesus is in your boat he's in your boat he is with you you don't have to freak out he's the author and finisher of your story and he's the one that wrote your book and what he started in your life he's going to finish in your life when he died on the cross he said it is finished meaning i've already paid for it i am with you i'm working things out that you have no clue how how it's going to happen but i'm with you and i'm about to turn all things for your good do you believe this See, yeah, give God a hand if you want to. COVID was a conflict. COVID was a conflict. The 15 hurricanes we had in the last two years has been a conflict. But you got to know whatever the enemy stole from you, he's got to pay it back seven times. You got to start to know that. And whatever you gave up for God, God's going to give you back a hundred times in this life and the life to come. I didn't say it. God said it. He said, I want you to know something. If you find anybody that gave up land or family or funny or any of these things for my kingdom expect a hundred times in this life and the life to come so when you go around and you begin to dream you need to begin to dream a hundred times a hundred times of where you are right now a hundred times believe it believe it how many of you want to believe that you got to know that God has got you in the shadow of his wing they did a uh, a art contest they did an art contest of peace so the theme was peace they had hundreds of pieces of art that would demonstrate peace right they had this serene uh, painting of like the mountains or the the calm uh, tranquil waters of a river and they would have all these different pictures but the one that actually won was very surprising because it was a picture of chaos It was a picture of chaos like storm flying everywhere but in the corner of the picture was a mother bird that had her babies in the nest and those babies were experiencing peace in the middle of chaos and in God's presence he wants you to experience peace in the middle of chaos you might be going through a conflict but we find peace in the shadow of his wings how many of you want to experience his peace Come on marion come on up we're going to close this the third picture is this the third picture is this his power works in small beginnings his power works in small beginnings think about think about the manger for a second i like the worst place on earth to have a baby the worst place it stinks it's not sanitary it's got a lot of flaws I would think it's the worst place on earth, but I believe God's given us a picture. I believe God's given a picture because the worst looking place on the earth was the most blessed place in the earth when Jesus was born in that place. The thing that seemed insignificant became the most significant place in the world. And the Bible says, don't despise the days of small beginnings because God loves to work in things that seem insignificant. See, the manger was flawed and you were flawed and I am flawed, but this is what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to focus on his, on the flaws and not his power. I mean, think about that manger. You've got gold, you've got frankincense, myrrh, you've got angels, you've got shepherds, you've got Jesus, God, the, he- uh, the heaven armies there in a broken down manger. And I want to I tell you today, maybe you're stepping into your dream and it, does, it doesn't seem like the right thing. No, God, He actually, He chooses the insignificant. He chooses the insignificant. God can do a lot of things that the world disregards. He can do a lot of things with what the world disregards. Some of you in here, the world disregarded you. You've had broken relationships. You felt alone. You felt depressed. But I'm here to tell you today, don't focus on the flaws. Focus on His presence. You know what success is? Success is His presence and following His will. Don't listen to the world's success because success is having his presence in your life. See God, God's nature is to make greatness from the minuscule. That's his nature. God's nature is to make greatness out of minuscule. That's why he said, if you had the faith the size of this little mustard seed, this little thing that seems insignificant, but this little mustard seed produces this huge tree where birds and come rest in the tree and maybe in your life maybe you see yourself as insignificant what you're doing is insignificant but the bible says this don't despise the days of small beginnings because god will start with that small thing and you're faithful with that small thing and he will make you ruler over much i want to encourage you in this season quit looking at your flaws and start looking at jesus Quit looking at your flaws and start looking at Jesus. And when the enemy comes and says you're too flawed, you've got too many things going on, you need to begin to say with your mouth, I am the righteousness of Christ. I've got the Spirit of God on the inside of me. Maybe I'm flawed. Maybe I... I, I have some hiccups but I do know this Jesus paid a price for me he is my father and he's finishing the work that he started on me I am throwing my flaws to my past and I'm looking forward to the future he is not blessing me because of all good that I've done he is blessing me because God is good and he paid the price and he did it all yes I'm flawed but he is perfect and he lives in me Come on, some of you have to get rid of the enemy telling you you're too flawed, you're damaged goods. You're not damaged goods. God just got started with you. We start to find God when we're at the end of our rope. Good. God's ready to do a work that only he can do in your life. Do you believe it? I want you to do this for me really quick. We know this scripture, Romans 8, 31. If God is for you, who can be against you? If God is for you, who can be against you? I want to challenge you to do this in this scripture. Do it at other ones in your house, but I want you to put your name where you is. If God is for Evan, who can be against Evan? If God is for Evan, who can be against Evan? If God is for angel, who can be against angel? Put your name where that, where, where that promise is because if God is for you, who can be against you? Nothing can separate you from the love of God. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We overcome by what Jesus did and the promises in his word, that testament, New Testament, testimony, his will, his promises for your life. How many of you want to begin to say, I'm throwing away all the doubt and unbelief, and I'm going to begin to have a picture of his power in my life. I'm going to begin to believe in his power in my life. If you want that, just stand up. I'm going to pray for you. I don't think God wants us to just have hope for ourselves. I believe that God wants us to have hope so we can share it. And so I believe as as we come into this place where we have like, we're full of faith of who God is, I believe that God is also going to empower you to share that because you have the hope of the world inside of you. How many of you know that this is a season that suicide rates are on the rise? People are more lonely, more deflated, more... Uh, disappointed than any time of the year and you could be the hope for somebody this year how many of you want that in your life let's I want to pray if you say you know what this sounds good but I don't even have a relationship with God the Bible says that if you believe that Jesus died he rose again he's alive today and you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord you will be saved whether online or in the room if that's you today Listen, don't try to get everything together and come to God. Come to God and he'll get it all together. Come to God and he'll get it all together. If that's you today, I want to say a prayer with you. We actually have a team that's going to be praying along with you right now. Let's just say it all together. If you say, you know what, I want a relationship with Jesus in my life. I want him to come into my life. Say this after me. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me. And that you rose again I turn away from my own life and I pick up yours I want a relationship with you from this day forward you are my Savior and my Lord in the name of Jesus amen the Bible says with everybody's eyes closed and head bowed the Bible says that when you said that prayer your sins are as far as the east is to the west they are no more they are forgotten that you are forgiven and you need to stop carrying that regret or that weight of sin because god doesn't see it anymore and if you said that prayer online or in the room with everybody's eyes closed on the count of three can you just slip up your hand i'm not going to embarrass you but if you said that prayer i see your hand in the back thank you anybody else i see your hand on the side god bless you anybody else God bless you You put your hands down lord i thank you for everyone that lifted their hand i thank you that today is the day of salvation i thank you that today there's a party going on in heaven because of those that turn to you lord we just want to thank you that you are alive and you're still working i pray that they will join not only uh Not only the kingdom of God, but the family of God. Begin to root them and ground them, Lord. Let them be solid. Let them see you work in their lives every day of their life in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, if you're here and you say, you know what? I want to begin to operate in God's power in my life. I want to come into another level of faith. Just lift your hands if you feel comfortable. I'm going to pray over you this week. I'm I'm, going to believe that God is going to begin to... Uh, You're gonna draw close to him and that he's gonna begin to deposit seeds of faith in you And you're gonna have this anchor in hope and begin to come into great Expectation for what he's gonna do in your life lord. I thank you for everybody that is in the room lord I thank you today under the sound of my voice I thank you that your blood paid the price for every stronghold for every wall for every disbelief For everything that is trying to keep your word away, Lord, we thank you that that falls down right now in the name of Jesus. All the worry, all the fear, all the doubt, all the anxiety, right now in the name of Jesus, we say that that has to go. Lord, I thank you that you're not doing it by power, by might, but by your spirit. Right now, I thank you all weight has to go. And I thank you that in this room, your people fill your presence. Emmanuel. God is with us. Lord, I thank you in this moment, we feel you and know you. And I pray right now that as they draw close to you this week, that you begin to deposit your word in their spirit. Lord, that they will have a faith to overcome and endure. I thank you, Lord, that they're going to begin to dream again. They're going to begin to expect your goodness again. I thank you that in this season that your power is going to be evident in their life. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody says amen. Come on, give God a hand today. Come on, give God a shout if you believe it.